Welcome to Concafe for the third day of September. It's a Thursday. Make it a tremendous Thursday as we praise God by listening to the Word of God, which is found in Psalm 149. This is the message version of that uh, verse. And uh, we are calling the devotional, I don't remember praying that. So here now the Word of God, verse 1. Hallelujah. Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. Let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name and dance. Strike up the band and make great music. And why? Because God delights in his people. Festoons plain folk with salvation garlands. Let true lovers break out in praise. Sing out from wherever they're sitting. Shout the high praises of God, brandish their swords in the wild sword dance. A portent of vengeance on the God-defying nations. A signal that punishment's coming, their kings chained and hauled off to jail, their leaders behind bars for good. The judgment on them carried out to the letter, and all who love God in the seat of honor, hallelujah. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, dear friend, when was the last time you said the word hallelujah? Was it in church? I didn't think so. Was it in the grocery store after finding toilet paper or paper towels? Or seeing the price of gasoline fallen below $1.50 a gallon? There were days when the Hispanic Methodists, and for that matter, all Hispanic Protestants, were taunted and jeered as hallelujahs, which is the Spanish way of saying hallelujah, because that was something that was heard in those churches. And those were the days when there was no air conditioning and the windows were up. And so as they walked by, they could actually hear, oh, my Lord, hallelujah, being said, or hallelujah, being said to a sermon. I shared how my dad had to request my mother's hand in marriage three times because my grandfather, her dad, said my dad was an hallelujah. And he could not phantom the idea of his good Roman Catholic daughter marrying an hallelujah. I know some fear to say something out loud in most churches today because the head usher may just come and request us to leave. Okay, I'm teasing. Well, dear friend, as we pray, let us rejoice in the great news that God answers our prayer, sometimes even those prayers that we don't lift up. I share among those that our grandson, Eli Ryan Munoz, was cleared of having jaundice and that his weight had increased. And all looks well on that little but ever-growing little boy. God be the glory. And I've said hallelujah more than once since hearing that news. And I've said it out loud. And I've said it in the company of my wife, one who I love. I would invite you to pray that God remove a membrane that is growing on my retina, if you would be so inclined. My eye doctor is a true man of faith, and he said he believed that could happen. He said, you have good connections with a man upstairs, and he might even peel it back himself. And he said, I will pray for that, and I believe that, and I'm going to join him in praying that. And he also had said the cataract that last time we visited, uh, when he believed that it needed to come out soon, was hardly noticeable now. So, Father, complete thy good work in this old man's eyes. Thank you for praying. Pray for one another and pray for yourselves. Pray for the world. Pray for our leaders. Pray for those in need. Pray for the hungry, for the naked, the thirsty, for those who have yet to hear the good news of the salvation of God. Well, we, we heard the words of Psalm 141, and this is a wonderful psalm. I used it in my latest episodes on www.pimplesandwrinkles.org. You can listen to it by clicking on the link below. 
In it, I shared what I believed to be a pro profound truth of God, chief among them that sometimes God blesses us with answered prayers that we didn't even pray. I count among them the fine medical doctors that I see, both of whom are men of God and men of active faith. Every time I visit with them, I am in awe and say, I don't remember praying for that kind of visit with that kind of doctor. And I love saying that in the company of my wife. See verse 1 again, praise him in the company of all who love him. I also tease about the history of our dear aging churches, where once upon a time only two instruments were allowed in the sanctuary slash worship area slash worship spaces of our churches. First one was the piano that Jesus used to play. Second one was the organ that St. Paul used to sing his messages to the Greeks. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I do remember being in high school and hearing my church and the churches of my friends having guitar war meetings where that meant no guitar, acoustic or electric, would ever cross the threshold of the almighty sacred place. <laughs> and God forbid the appearance of drums. And backing up to verse 1 again, the idea of, quote, brand new songs or song, close quotes, were the basis of people leaving the church. I remember changing the offertory hymn from 94 to 95, a more modern version. I may have those numbers backwards. And one lady angrily confronted me and said she was leaving because we were singing a different, read, new offertory song. And she did leave the church. Bye. And then the psalmist brings in dance. Go. And imagine, as he later writes, a wild sword dance in First United Methodist Main Street, USA. Bye, Pastor! What David is truly saying is this, dear friends. If you love God and are excited about that love, you will find new ways to express that love in joyous and awesome ways. I once had a relatively new church member ask me to rebaptize him. I said, well, we only do this once. It took, in other words, we don't have to repeat it. Yeah, but I don't remember it. I was just a baby. I said, well, God remembers it, and that's what matters. I knew and respected where he was coming from. He had just rediscovered or discovered for the first time that God's love toward him was awesome, and he wanted to find a way to express that. So I said, imagine sitting at the light one day, and it hits you that Becky, his wife, though not a real name, is really a wonderful woman, really a wonderful, special wife. And you feel the need to show her. Have you ever thought to run home, grab her, and bring her here and ask me to remarry you? He softly said, uh, no. Exactly. What do you do? You go and buy her flowers or chocolates or you take her to supper or find a way to, uh, to show her that you really love her, right? Yeah. Well, you can do the same with God. Offer him a prayer of love. Offer him an additional offering on Sunday. Bring me the box of chocolates. No, I didn't say that. And show your love in that way. And that's what David is saying the same way. Find new and awesome, exciting ways to show your love to God and go for it. The psalm from verse 7 on changes tone to speak the reality of what is coming to those who have abandoned God. No bueno. I need not say anything more about those that defy God except get busy and bring them in to those that love God. Let's pray. Loving God, how awesome is your love for us. For all that we have unexpectedly received, we thank you and praise you. 
We pray that we would not hold back in writing brand new songs or finding brand new ways of showing our loves towards you. Open our eyes to showing our love even to those who are less fortunate and thus glorifying you in that way. Thank you, Father. Receive our love. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Show your love to God by showing it to all. Don't hold back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being blessed by this. And I pray you would bless others by sharing it, forwarding it. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Edithi Wadabeta. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.